This just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. If anything should happen to me, you must go to court. You must say these words. Klaatu, Marada, Victor. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Helix special of Sci-Fi Watcher. Episode number 150. Glad you guys could join us again this week. I'm Corey Shret, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. How's it going, Brian? Doing well, man. Good to be here. Yep. Talking about the sci-fi original show Helix again tonight. But before we do, let's talk about sponsorships. Five dollars right now. SciFiWatcher.com slash sponsor. Purchase a spot on this show or any other show we do. We'll talk about your product or anything else you have. Head on over right now to SciFiWatcher.com slash sponsor. All right, this week's episode was called Enikatika. Enikatika? I don't know. There's no U in there, so I don't know how to say a word without a U after the Q. Uh, episode 6 of Season 1, February 7th, 2012. And Brian can tell us what the title actually means. Uh, the word means sibling in Anupiak. I guess it's, it's the Inu, Inupiat people. <laughs> the Alaskan know. people's language. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but it means sibling. That's all. That's all yeah. that really matters. Of course, that means we're up to day six now. Day six. Day six. I told you, Balaceros wasn't dead. That bothers me. I wanted him to be dead. I think it's kind of a, a BS. I'm calling the BS flag that it, he's outside with no jacket on, in below freezing temperatures. You think he would have been dead pretty quickly? I thought he pulled his pants off. I knew he took his jacket. I don't know if he pulled his pants off. I'm, okay. I guess not. But I, and I think it was kind of ridiculous that someone miraculously found him in the dark, in the snow, out in the middle of nowhere. But I thought he was behind a fence, you know? And uh, I don't know how she would have gotten past the fence. I don't remember any fence over there. I know they had those those lines that you could walk on with. Okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. I don't I don't remember a fence. You could be right. Yeah. I, I don't know. And and her to just happen to be moseying on by there, you know, in the dark in the middle of night or whatever time it was. Yeah, that that's that's I call BS too. Yeah, I, I thought it was a little ridiculous. Uh, we learned. Uh, I feel I felt like we were watching The Shining a little bit. Julia seeing a strange little girl in the hallway. Yeah. Oh, like, no, no. Shining, they saw two girls. I know, but it kind of felt it was just one girl there with a doll. Like, I was waiting for some blood to come down the hallway or something. Is that the first time we've seen that little girl, or was was there was she in other episodes? No, that's the first time we saw her. Okay. The first time we actually see Peter without being infected, too. Yeah, he doesn't look the same. I know, because since episode one, he's, you know, we got the infected version. This is, this yeah, is her. Totally different. Yeah, this is her imagination or whatever. Running through. Yeah, Hitaki's wound is healing fast. I wonder. Surprise. I, I had a feeling, I had a really intuition that was going to happen. Like, why else would he stab himself? You know. It, it makes sense. I would never have thought of that, but it does make sense, though. I, I had a feeling there was something about him, you know, mm-hmm. speedy or what have you. Right. Something. Maybe it's something to do with his eyes that he can do that. Whatever's in his bloodstream. I thought it was a little 
I thought it was a little weird that Alan Alan wants to go down to level R, and of course that that goon uh, Daniel says no, no one's allowed down there. Blah blah blah. Even if you want to bring her up, no. But it's funny how they find like uh, like a, a storage room and they make some thermite and to burn through the floor, and it's mm-hmm. like level R is not like right below you. It's like how many floors would you have to burn through to get there? I know, right? Maybe that's just the you know there's a lot of empty space right there in that spot. That's why he picked it. Yeah, but you figured it'd be multiple floors to get down to level R. Yeah. So I was calling BS on that, too. Um, I can believe that part of it, though. I almost feel like we're, wa- we're watching a zombie show now. Does that be, uh, oh, kind of like uh, Resident Evil? Kind of. Medical, yeah. Medical-induced zombies? Yeah, because they get to that one door that's got the chain on it, and they look down there, and also like you know a bunch of them like break through the glass and start to attack. I mean, that's that's why they're called victors. They're speedy, infected people. Yeah, I just <laughs> I don't know. It's just like that felt like a zombie scene to me. You know, those. I fast- think it's because of that. That's what's appealing right now. So that's what they just went with. Mm-hmm. Thought it was interesting that uh, Balaceros wakes up and it's a it's a peace officer up there, you know. A female one at that. Yeah. Got a nice little place in the middle of nowhere, though. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I figured it'd be a lot colder or something there. It's like, you know, he, he's not wearing a shirt and he's not even chilly. And it's just like, okay, you're, you got must have good heating in this little uh, home of yours. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre. I think that mm-hmm. was for the ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You believe you believe Hitaki says that this is going to treat supposed to treat five classes of cancer. Well, at this point, I think he was pushed against the wall and he had to show his cards. You know, mm-hmm. he had to say something that was believable, and I think that's probably right. Um, and now it puts into question whether Hitaki is the enemy or these these people coming. Yeah. Know? Now your your attention is diverted. I knew that would happen once these people showed up. Our attention's like, okay, who's the bad guy now? Is it Hitaki or is it these people? True. The Lana Corporation, right? Yeah, the uh, the Alaria. Oh, sorry. Alaria, actually, not Alaria. Alaria. Yeah, we'll have to find out about that. But of course, he says cancer. Then I'm like wondering myself. I'm like, oh, good. Sarah can use it now to cure her cancer. Ah, I didn't think about that, but that's true. Yeah, I just I just thought of that too, actually. Well, um, back to Hitaki again. What? Why do you think he saves Julia? She is it have... because of the experiments? Is it because she's special? She might have the antidote. She might be the cure. She might be the only person that actually they injected this virus into, and it didn't affect her. Well, I mean, what what do you think Itaki gave her the the cure? He's got the cure. No, when she was a kid. No, no. Oh, what? Like, no. When well, he why? Was injected you when asked... he injected her was that the cure? Because basically, she woke up without any more of the veins. You know. Well, my question is then: Why did they have her there as a little girl, or her sister, or whoever? Yeah, I think maybe she developed the cure, or I don't know. I don't. I know. They so... experiment on her, and she. De- She's immune? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, it seems like she's just going crazy. We're getting these weird things with her, you know, the the whole uh, the Christmas dinner thing. You know, yeah. It's kind of weird to see everybody. That was like, bizarre. To yeah. see everyone on that plate or at the table 
acting very bizarre. Balaceras acting nutty as ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of strange to see that whole thing, you know. And the little girl is her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's funny. It's like she's like, "Oh, we spent our summers here in Montana." I'm like, "Where do you spend your winters?" <laughs> I was thinking, I was, <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, "Do you spend your winters up there? Do you even know you spend your winters there?" If that is, if that is really you, that was that that wrote your initials on the wall. I still like the twin idea with that, or well, the, the, the sister. The twin idea could work because we find out that you know, Daniel. What? Yeah, Daniel was a twin. Yeah, he was a twin that was taken at four years old because the. The the peace officer said there was thirty one kids missing in the last two decades and and know, maybe they had some kind of psychic link, I don't know. Could be it could be some psychic link, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because we see we see you know there's that one scene where you know finally the major decides to pick the lock with something. I was like, why aren't you just picking the lock? There's got to be something on that table there for you to pick it with. Yeah, and then of course you see quote unquote Daniel outside. I'm like that sob, like what the heck is going on here? And find out it's a twin brother that's been missing. Like, oh, wow. What'd you think of the idea of freezing Peter? Um, I mean, it made sense by what they showed. I mean, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Why couldn't they just freeze everybody then? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like. Well, I mean, I think they wanted to test it on somebody that was needing it right then. So are they going to go down down and get everybody else? If it works, I think they might they might try it on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're introduced to this new doctor that all he wants is to get off of there as soon as possible. Yeah. He trades in, um, you know, the information on how to free somebody without them dying to get off the get off that place. He wants to be the first one out of there when everything's said and done. And they got, they got the his, whole, what? Go ahead. And it's funny that they had his room guarded. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I can't even go to the bathroom without being followed. It's like, why is he being guarded? Well, I think it's because of the information he has, the stuff he's working on. And what did you think about, you know, Peter being hooked up to that machine and pumped in that that oxygenated goo? Remind me of like the abyss. Yeah, typical science fiction stuff there. Yeah, isn't that the same stuff they use in Abyss? I think something like that. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen the abyss. And of course, so it has some science in it. Yeah. And of course, we have Alan and Sarah hooking up. That I could have done without. Yeah. I, I don't really care for that. It didn't. First of all, they've only been there six days. Yeah. You know, like day five, she was hooked on morphine, and you tell her, here, take these pills and don't take drugs anymore. Let's have sex. Okay. <laughs> you haven't been there a week yet, and you're already hooking up. It's like, this is ridiculous. You know, I just, was it me or before that? He seemed like he was sick. Who before Alan? that scene happened, Alan. It did seem like he was under the weather. Okay, because I thought that the next scene was he was about to turn because he seemed like he was sick or he was. I don't know. Coughing a lot. I thought maybe he had got it. Mm, I don't know. Maybe then maybe it's slower on him. We'll find out. But maybe he got it secondhand from you know his brother or something. We'll have to wait. Yeah. And of course, Daniel takes Hitaki out to see where Balacero's body is. And of course, surprise, surprise, it's not there. And then the helicopters show up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, guess who's showing up on the show next week? Which, of course, the trailer shows you anyway. And then that last scene shocked me. Julia woke up and her eyes had changed. Yeah, that was a good ending. I liked that. That was a great way to end it. 
did not see that coming. But I did notice, though, when he injected her with something to help her sleep, it was a weird red fluid. I'm like, that's kind of strange. It did seem strange. I did not know it was the same stuff that he had running through him. Yeah, I didn't either. So there's another question on that. So the show is really keeping keeping going in good form. It's keeping my interest. Really is. It's it's enough to keep you there without just like dragging. I don't I don't need the 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 romance or the you know sexual tension in this story. It's like eh, too cliche. But yeah, but it's, they're trying to make this for a broader audience. I think. But now the question now not now is who's good and who's evil is like who's doing the right thing and who's not doing the right thing and which side are you on and who belongs to who whose alliance is where it's like ah uh, that, that that's a good that's good writing right there and I think with next week when they bring in that other crew crew everything's gonna change the whole who's friends did and you who's watch enemy. the trailer I did okay so we'll talk about that next week on the show uh, tons of stuff coming up well, of course space dandy almost human. Uh, of course, Thursday we'll have our Red Dwarf uh, pre-recorded episode coming out. Ender's Game on DVD is coming out this week, so we're going to talk about it on next Sunday show. And, of course, there's a new Helix next week, so come back again next week for another Helix episode. I want to thank Brian Lee for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Brian Says. Of course, you can find all our stuff over at SciFiWatcher.com, email, voicemail, all our social media connections, all the fun stuff over there at SciFiWatcher.com. I want to thank everyone for downloading this special episode of the show, and until next time, have a good one. 